Yeah, so so this is probably not the answer that you're going to want, but, like, my balance was way off. I basically did not have a social life. Hey, college kids, and welcome back to this week's episode on my podcast, Who Cares About College? Today, I'm going to be interviewing Grace. So, Grace, if you could please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Grace. I'm from South Coast, Massachusetts, and I just graduated high school. I will be attending Washington University in St. Louis um, this upcoming fall. Hopefully, you will be going there. Yeah. (laughs) So, about your school, is it a public-private magnet school? Um, it's a private college preparatory school, so mm. I was lucky enough to have access to some higher level classes to help prepare me for college. Okay, yeah. so since you say this is a school that prepares you for college, how exactly did they do that? Did they have like special workshops or classes? Yeah, so um, the college counseling program is pretty robust. The beginning of junior year, you start to meet with your counselors, mm-hmm. and um, we have lots of meetings about, you know, steps to take to prepare for college, and how to start preparing for the SAT. Um, Yeah, so there's just a pretty good support system. Mm -hmm. Do do you think it gave you an advantage to being in this sort of college prep school? Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. Do you think that you would have, because I'm guessing that they kind of not forced you, but they expected you to start preparing for SAT and you went to these like sessions and stuff so do you think you would have been as like disciplined if you were in a public school like would you have started studying for the SAT ACT on your own definitely not um um, I think it's the kind of thing that you just keep putting off you're like oh that's I have to deal with that senior year end of junior year Mm -hmm. I don't need to start worrying about that right now and it's super easy to push off studying for something like that um so they definitely gave me the resources we needed I can't remember what it was called, but they had us complete sort of this online program. Something similar would be Khan Academy, but that's not what it is. Okay, so in your college prep high school, did you have APs or like IBs? Yeah, so we had APs. We had um, something else called ATs, and that's advanced topics. So it's super super similar to the AP, um, except for you're not required to take the test and it's just a little less focused on the specific material that's going to be on the AP but it's at the same level mm-hmm. um, and then there's also just honors courses for I most see. classes so would you have like an AP let's say AP biology and an AT biology or is it like they have completely different subjects yeah so they're slowly switching over all the APs to the ATs mm-hmm. so it would some classes are still APs, for example, um, like the languages, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. slowly switching stuff over. So I believe, like I took AT chemistry, mm-hmm. I believe the AT bio is switching over to the AT and stuff like that. That makes sense. So interesting. How does AT affect your GPA? Because APs give you like that boost. So do ATs do the same thing? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. And what? Relatively, like, what APs and ATs did you take? And kind of, if you took the test, what was your average score on those tests? Um, let's, I took seven APs. Mm-hmm. And 
I I hit all the scores essentially. <laughs> I I got a five in Lang. Mm-hmm. I got a four in Latin. And I got a three in my AT Chem class. So needless to say, that one did not go to colleges, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then the other ones were from this year. So I didn't take all those tests. And the one that I did take, BC Calc, I won't hear about till later. So yeah. Oh, so those didn't go to the colleges? Yeah, the I just sent two to colleges. Oh, I see. Okay. But did they at least know that you were taking AP and AT classes in senior year? Yeah. Okay, good. What Did you take the SAT or the ACT or both? I just took the SAT. Okay, so what did you get on the SAT on all the times you took it, whether you took it, you know, once, twice, or three times? So the first time I took it, I got a 1440. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took it again, and I got a 1510. Mm-hmm. But the second time I took it, like the main thing I was looking to improve was just my math score, which went up almost 100 points. Ooh, so good. my super, thank you. I was very pleased and surprised to see that. Mm-hmm. Most of the schools I applied to actually super scored. Mm-hmm. So that would be a 1530 that I ended up getting. Okay, um, that's pretty good. So was that like the 50th percentile, 75th percentile for the schools you applied to? Like the most elite, I guess? Yeah. yeah? Yeah, I would say that was the average for most of the schools average. that I applied to. I see. I'm pretty sure WashU is like a 1520s, the average. I see. Okay, so for your college prep high school, you said they made you do a sort of online course that's similar to Han Academy. So is that is that the kind of studying you did for the SAT or were there other books and like practice tests that you had to take? Yeah, so I did that the spring of my junior year. And I think it was good for sort of like starting to think about the types of questions that would be on the SAT and just kind of be in that mindset. The English section, the like writing and reading section is kind of more my strong suit. And I tend to generally do well with that for standardized testing, but definitely not the math. So after I took the SAT the first time, I had a little fiasco where I just (laughs) essentially I got to the math section and you know there's like a part where you have to fill in the answers yes I just forgot about it and I just like closed my book like thinking I was done with that section somehow so do you think you would have gotten higher if you like remembered to put the answers I I don't know but like it was very tragic (laughs) oh my god but anyway um so I ended up ordering this book over the summer and it's called PWN, the SAT. Mm-hmm. It was essentially just like a math workbook for the SAT. And every week I went through the book and sort of read this guy's recommendations for little ways to like hack your way through specific problems that they have. Mm-hmm. And I ended up reading through the whole book. I don't think I took any practice tests, but that is definitely the main thing that helped improve my score. I see. So you said that you're um, more like better at the reading portion than like the math portion. So would you say you're more of like a humanities person than a STEM person? It's funny because I feel like I've always succeeded more in the humanities, but I'm actually more of a STEM person. Um, So like you find interest in STEM more? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm looking to like major in something STEM related in college. So with your AP and AT and maybe other honors classes, did you have like a mix of STEM and humanities or was it like really concentrated in like the humanities or the STEM? It was definitely a mix. Mix, okay. And what did your GPA come out to be? Like unweighted and weighted? Um, I think, so I'm not sure how it would be unweighted. I don't think they ever actually like told us, but mm-hmm. I believe I have around a 4.2 in the, in the weighted. Did they tell you your class ranking at least? No, we don't actually do class rankings. So oh, really? Have... Is that a, like a new thing at your school? No, I don't think, unless they did it in the, like long ago, and I'm not sure about it as long as. Um, as far as I know, they've never done class rankings or anything. That's interesting because my high school stopped being like class ranking after the senior, after the seniors this year. That's very Uh interesting. Yeah. So I'm not going to get that. I guess it's kind of good because it can't hurt me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it kind of like removed the stress of just trying to like vie for the top spot instead of trying to personally do your best. Yeah. Because I don't think there's like that much of a difference between being in the top five percent versus being in like the top one percent I mean you're still showing that you're pretty good at academics so Mm -hmm. yeah okay let's move on to oh my favorite part extracurricular so what kind of extracurriculars did you do both inside high in in high school and outside of high school all right so I was involved in a lot of sort of publications at my school Mm -hmm. Uh, we have an art and literature magazine that I was an editor for for two years I was also involved in a fashion magazine that one of my friends created. So that was really fun. Let's say I was a coxswain for two years. What's a coxswain? So do you know like rowing crew? Oh, yeah. But I thought they only did that in like college. Yeah. So my school, we actually we actually had a crew program. Uh Um, Coxswain is the person who sits like facing the rowers in the boat mm-hmm. and at the tip of the boat and I have a I wore a little headset and basically I talk them through their like warm warm-ups and during the race I'm the one who's commanding their strokes and everything like that and kind of providing mo- motivation because the goal of rowing is to like go as hard as humanly possible I see so, so is that like the equivalent of a captain of a team um not really, I guess, because we did actually have crew captains. But oh, okay. So you're yeah. like the motivational speaker. And yeah, commander. I also I also steered the boat, so oh. I guess like the person in charge of making sure nobody dies. Oh, um, pretty significant role. It was, stressful. it was a little stressful. Let's <laughs> see. Okay, yeah. so any other extracurriculars? Let's see. I was involved in community service, sort of like independently, and then also through my school. And I did a lot of art after school as well. And I was a stage manager for the musical for a couple of years. You definitely sound like a humanities person. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Like everything, the art and the music and your publications. Okay. And anything else? Um, That's all I can think of at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what, which extracurriculars do you think really helped your application or which ones do you think made you look like a leader 
which ones do you think appealed mostly to the schools? Because you did apply to Washington University, obviously, and that's a pretty prestigious school. So I expect they, I think that they expect a lot from their applicants. So which extracurricular do you think stood out the most? Yeah, so now that you say that, I've thought of like the two other ones probably that are notable. And that is, I was involved in a group called I Am That Girl. Mm -hmm. And basically, I'm not sure if you've heard of it before, but they have chapters at different high schools and colleges across the country. And it's like an inclusive community where we talk about different social issues and just have really open, honest conversations about feminism or body image and stuff like that. So I was um, a student ambassador for that senior year, just like a very meaningful experience for me. So I, I would say that's something that perhaps might stand out. And then I was involved in a group called GAINS, which is Girls Advancing in STEM. And I was actually chosen to attend a conference at, the, at UPenn this past November. So that was really fun. And yeah, maybe that's my one little like STEM extracurricular. <laughs> okay, so that's in- interesting. So what did you, did you make your common application about like girl empowerment and feminism? No, I didn't. For some of my essays, if if a college specifically asked, is there an extracurricular that meant the most to you, um, then I would write about I'm that girl. And I just kind of use that essay for any of those. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't mind sharing, what did you make your common common app essay about? You don't have to share the whole thing, but like maybe the general idea of it. Mm -hmm. So I actually wrote my common app essay about reading and just... I kind of like interwove a story about me finding a very like specific quote in a book that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And it was all connected to trying to understand and empathize with other people. As, and um, also kind of like this curiosity that I have for learning about different perspectives. And yeah, so it was more of a creative approach to an essay, not mm-hmm. like it traditional transformation or something like that so wait what was the prompt then for the common app that you chose so you can actually choose to just write one without a prompt like okay that's what i did oh so the one that you so i'm guessing you chose the one that didn't like you could make up your own prompt so do you have to say what that prompt is or can you just write an essay and say like oh i just chose to write whatever i wanted to yeah, you don't have to write a prompt or anything. So. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel I think most people probably choose that one. Yeah, I can imagine. So let's move on to your recommendation letters. Who did you get recommendation letters from? So I got recommendation letters from my AP Lang teacher mm-hmm. and uh, my AT chemistry teacher. And I chose these two just because I feel like well, I wanted a humanities and like a science STEM math class mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And I had really good relationships with both of these teachers. And I feel like the role that I played in both these classes were very different. For example, in English class, I was really involved in conversations. Um, whereas the chemistry class, it was more like my workload and mm-hmm attention to detail involving different problems so I feel like they showed two different sides of my character that's good and did you get one from your guidance counselor as well yes okay 
So did you um, know your guidance counselor well, or were you just like another one of the many students that they had to write a recommendation letter for? Yeah, so she was my, um, at our school, we call them like advisors. Mm-hmm. So she was my advisor for four years, and she was my college counselor. So I knew her quite well. We were pretty good friends and stuff, so I felt pretty confident that she would write something nice about me. Hopefully she did. (laughs) So do you think she, because I know guidance counselors and teachers in general have to write a lot of um, recommendation letters and it can kind of get repetitive. So do you think out of all the recommendation letters she wrote, yours kind of stood out a little bit because you had that relationship with her? I'm not sure. I wouldn't say necessarily just because I know that she's very diligent when it comes to making sure she really gets to know every student that she's um, counseling and writing a recommendation letter for. So I'd say anyone who had her definitely got a good letter. I see. Okay. Now let's move on to the colleges you applied to. So give us just like a run through of all the colleges you applied to, and then we'll talk about the acceptance, the deferreds, and the um, rejections. Yeah, so I ended up applying to 11 schools, I think. I think that was a little too much. It wasn't anything crazy, but yeah. So I applied to probably half of those um, early action. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a variety and all over the place. For example, Santa Clara University, which is in California. I applied to Tulane. I applied to UChicago, UVA, so I definitely had a variety. I see. So did you do the 333 system? Like, I know you applied to 11 schools, but was it generally three reach schools, three target schools, and three safety schools? Or did you just choose the schools that were, like, most appealing to you? I kind of just chose the schools that were most appealing to me, Mm -hmm. but I did make sure that I was more confident in getting into some. I mean, obviously, you never know. Um, But I did make sure that some of them I had a little more confidence in getting into and then put some ones on there that I was like, no way, but let's just see. So, okay. So what colleges did you get accepted into? Yeah, so I think, let's see, I got accepted into Santa Clara, Tulane, U of Denver, the first round, and I got deferred from... Chicago, Colorado College, and Georgetown. Okay. So I felt pretty good going forward. You know, I as soon as I got that first acceptance, I was like, I'd be so happy to go to Santa Clara. I'd be so happy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the stress was just taken off of me, knowing it, knowing that I got into one place. Yeah, so like if you get rejected from the rest, at least you have that one school to go to. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, I was like, I genuinely would be happy to go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single school that I applied to, regardless of rank or anything like that, I actually really loved for different reasons. So that definitely helped take some stress out of the situation. So what about the second round of colleges that you applied to after early action? Yeah, so here's where I started to get really stressed out because I did not know whether I wanted to ED2 to wash you. Basically, everyone told me that I would have a much higher chance of getting in if I did. Mm-hmm. Because 
their previous class is like 80% were ED acceptances or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Washu had always been one of my favorites, but just kind of like pulling the plug on all the other schools was hard because I did really like them as well. So I read a lot of online forums and comparisons between schools. Yeah. And eventually I did decide to ED2 to WashU. And um, I applied to some other schools as well. But yeah. You got accepted into Washington University. Yeah. So Washington University, you did say that all these schools were appealing to you. But did you have to like, did they require you to go if you got accepted? Yeah, so I signed a binding ED2 agreement. So basically, if I got in, I got to go type I of see. deal. Okay. Yeah. And did you don't have to share the exact numbers, but did Washington University at least like grant you a good amount of financial aid? Do you do you feel like comfortable going there that you and that you won't be in too much student debt after? Or is that something you're still worried about? Um, so like, luckily, like I'm in a good position with that. Mm-hmm. But I did not actually receive like financial aid from them. Oh, so, I see. Okay. Yeah. So for I know you're not in college yet. And this is kind of what I ask people who have already been in college, whether they're in their freshman or sophomore year. But what club or class do you think do you think prepared you for college? What do you think is going to be like the most beneficial, whether it's the rigor of AP and AT, or was there a specific class that introduced concepts that you're still using? So what do you think prepared you the most? I definitely think the upper level classes will help me going into college, but also I think just in general, the workload. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of really, really late nights in high school. There was probably not a second where I wasn't like stressed out about some paper or Mm -hmm. something like that. So I feel pretty confident going into college that I'll be able to kind of like manage my time. And because you did have like a lot of rigor, you did have rigorous courses and you did say you were staying up late at night. How did you balance the high school life? Because obviously everyone wants to have a social life, but if you want to strive to like a really good elite school, you have to like take time and you have to sometimes say like no to your friends to like going out and so you can like study and stuff. So how did you balance your life with high school and your extracurriculars? Yeah, so so this is probably not the answer that you're going to want, but like my balance was way off. I basically did not have a social life. Well, okay, I did. I did. But it was more like the social life was within those extracurriculars, if that makes sense. Okay, so like anytime you were out of school, out of extracurriculars, you were basically studying? Pretty much. Okay. So do you, do, you th- do you think that paid off? I, it was unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary, really? I feel like I feel like I could have... I don't know. I feel like I could have managed my time better in some aspects. And I think I put too much pressure on myself in terms of, you know, like, I don't think you need to take be taking all AP and honors classes. It's not worth it at the end of the day, because you should be like having a happy high school experience. You know, do you think that if you had changed up things, if you had been more relaxed about like, the whole college admissions process, which I assume is kind of hard to do because you are in a college prep high school. So mm-hmm. did you do you think if you felt more relaxed, you would have gotten into the same colleges that you did? It's hard to say, but I think 
I think when you're less stressed, you're able to be more productive in a way. And um, I think it's entirely possible that I could have, you know, if it was, if it's just one class that you're cutting from your schedule, sometimes that that's really what makes all the difference. And I don't think that is going to really drastically change anything going forward. So yeah. were there um, any people in high school that you knew that like, kind of really put a lot of effort into their academics but didn't have like a really good sleep schedule or stuff or do you know some people who seemed like they had their you know life together they seemed to be doing good in academics but also having a good social life were there people like that who also got accepted into elite schools so like what kind of variety did you see in your high school it's it's hard to say but I feel like people who let me think about this it really just depends on the person for me it takes me a long time to do stuff. I'm not, some people are really great at approaching new problems and are just easily really good test takers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. For me, it's like, I got to go the extra mile to um, get a good grade on something. It usually doesn't come easy to me. So I see. Well, I mean, it paid off in the end, you got into Washington. So it's good. So Let's do one last question. So do you have any advice maybe for yourself and for any kids who are either in the college admissions process or about to start? Like, what would you tell them to do? Um, I would tell them to, I feel like you should take classes and be involved in programs and extracurriculars that you're really passionate about because the college admissions officer is going to look at your transcript and those classes and those extracurriculars is what represents the things that you care about and chose to spend your time with. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't take random things that you don't care about and kind of think about really what reflects your values and the things you're passionate about. And is that the kind of advice you would give for your high school self as well? Yeah. My, my college counselor, slash advisor told me something along those lines junior year so I, I can I can credit her with that yeah and you really do seem like a humanities kids I'm just saying I mean like <laughs> your interests are really humanities concentrated yeah yeah no I know I'm thinking I'm studying like of studying astrophysics or earth and planetary science and minoring in art so that's kind of like very interesting combination it is kind of yeah I actually had a someone at a college fair at the time I was like oh I want to be a chem major and minor in art and he was like that's so weird Zender for the college and I was (laughs) so awkward (laughs) but like uh, so did you your entire life think that you were going to be into stem like you were going to major in stem and like have a stem career is that what you thought because that's what I thought yeah, I don't know. Um, when I was much younger, I loved writing. I mean, I still do. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't see that ever being a career for me, but more of like a side passion. I see. I I've always just, I don't know. My dad is a conservationist. So I just like love the outdoors, love mm-hmm. science. It just, it makes me feel at peace. That's yeah. good. You have so many interests. It's like all over the place. 
I know. I'm so sorry. I'm like bombarding you. No, that's fine. That's amazing. I've like, that's good that you have like many passions and stuff because it's obvious that you're a humanities person, but the fact that you're telling me about like the outdoors and you really enjoy it, that's good too. So did you say, did you say anything like that in your application? Like, I love, you know, writing. I loved being an editor for these publications. But did you also say, I'm interested in, you know, the outdoors and studying the environment and stuff like that? Yeah, so I'm trying to think back on what I wrote. I think just like perhaps the breadth of my extracurriculars kind of represented that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my essays, I often kind of talked more about STEM-related things. For example, I had an essay for Wash U, and I think we were supposed to write about a famous piece of work Um whether that be like literature and invention, something like that. And I wrote about Starry Night by Van Gogh and kind of talked about my love of art and science, specifically space-related sciences. So Mm -hmm. I think I really tried to emphasize in my essays sort of like my passion for the outside world and stuff. So I see. So are you excited? I mean, it's obviously going to be different for you freshman year, but are you like kind of excited to go in? Did you guys like figure out if you're going to have, you know, dorms yet and who you're going to be dorming with? Yeah. So I am so, so excited. Like the closer we get, the more excited I become. Uh Um, So WashU so far, what they've done is they pushed back when we start a month. So we'll be starting September, it was either the 15th or the 14th, I can't remember. Wait, is this like you're starting academics or you're actually going to the university? Yeah, so we're supposed to be going to the university. So we'll see what happens, but um, I think they'll give us a more finalized plan by the end of July. Uh Yeah, I've actually, I found my roommate on a Facebook, on our Facebook group chat. So you got you excited? I'm so excited. She's so nice. And I feel like it just with so much uncertainty going around, it's just nice to like, oh, I have somebody out for me and I know something for sure. So, yeah, that's good. I really hope the best of luck to you. I feel so bad for graduating seniors in both high school and college. And I feel so sorry for the freshmen going into college that are not able to go back. So I really do hope Washington does let you guys go and you meet your dorm mate and you guys become best friends. Yeah, I hope so. I think it, I think it will work out. Yeah. It's definitely hard just because I'm like, there's not going to be any sort of huge group activities. Yeah, that's true. Socializing with people. But um, one of the reasons I did choose WashU is because I feel like the community there is really strong and inclusive. So I hope they'll be able to figure things out and it will still be okay. Yeah. Oh, and I have one question that I think I completely forgot to ask you, but did you tour any of the colleges that you were attending? Because, you know, WashU is like not close to Massachusetts. Yeah, so I actually visited eight schools, I think. Some of them I didn't end up applying to, but my family was so nice and my mom and dad took me on like this whirlwind college tour. So we went to New Orleans, flew out the next day, went to Houston, flew out the next day, went wow. to St. Louis, uh-huh. um, then we ended up in California. So it was, it was like crazy, but I actually did get to see WashU in person 
and that campus is amazing. It's seriously so underrated. That's good. So you think that going to the actual campus, if you're able to, is like a real benefit because you can see the kind of people that are there? Yeah, so it was the summer when I visited. So there's just wasn't a lot of people there, but I did interview um, and I did get to meet a couple people. So that was very helpful. And also just I've never been to St. Louis before. I don't really know what to expect. If you if you asked me like a couple years ago if I'd be going to school in Missouri, I'd be like, what? <laughs> but so I think it was helpful for me just because I had like no idea what I was getting myself into. Well, thank you very much, Grace, for coming and being interviewed today. I hope you the best of luck with Washington, you know, getting good grades and stuff, but also having the college experience. So thank you very much for coming. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was very nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you, too. That's it for my interview with Grace. Let's all wish her and other incoming college freshmen luck. But in the meantime, make sure to subscribe so you know when new episodes will be released. A little bit about my next episode, I'll be interviewing Taylor, who is a rising senior from GW. Hope to see you guys then. Bye.